You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I am your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Now, welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. I'm super excited. I have Amanda and Debbie on with us today from Design Shop. Um, welcome, Amanda and Debbie. Thank you. Hi, thanks. Hi, yeah. Nice to be here. Be good. <laughs> Um, before we get started, I'm going to light our candle just to set our space and um, pull a crystal card. Connecting with the element of fire, creation, creativity, all those beautiful things. And I'm going to pull a crystal card. So I've got the Radiant Crystal deck from Bouchette Design, who is also mm-hmm. an interior designer. She does commercial work, um, but she also does like beautiful tarot cards and crystal cards. So she just sent me her newest edition and we're gonna pull a crystal lovely morganite love angelic joy and strength and this is connected to the heart chakra the affirmation is divine love lives within me um and this is just a beautiful loving heart um stone mm-hmm, yeah, gorgeous so yeah. just soft mm-hmm. super soft um, so yeah, I always start with home. What is home for you? Um, both at the moment, either one can start. Okay. Well, for me, originally <laughs> I would have always said my house, mm-hmm. um, but that's not the case anymore. Although I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm a little nomadic, so it's definitely something that's within. Um, and what makes usually home for me is I start to place make through routines and rituals wherever I go and it usually takes me not too long to settle in but once I find my radius of my safe place and my routines home is I guess it's inside but it does take that marriage of ritual and routine for me to get there Um, and that comes back to my my home as well a bit of a ritual girl (laughs) (laughs) is there something that you're doing right now ritual wise that you're really enjoying um, it's sort of my routine. Oh, again, it goes back to routine. Um, mm-hmm. So on work days, it's I wake up early, and then I have a walk to get coffee, and I'm doing calls while I do that. And then I kind of deep dive into work for a couple hours, and then it's yoga at 9.45, but because I've gotten up so early and hit my little checklist. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like things slow. I'm like, I don't like to plan. But then I go out, but I plan yeah. not to plan. So I think as long as I can do that, I'm pretty settled and happy. Amazing. And what about you, Amanda? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. So Debs and I, as you'll continue to hear, we're a bit of a yin and yang. So I'm like the opposite. I'm a planner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, home to me, um, like I had my daughter almost a year and a half ago. Um, and I would agree, I think 
I originally would have said like my house, but I think it's really just like the people that I'm surrounded with. Mm -hmm. And for me right now, like that's my family. So like my daughter and my husband and that probably extends a little bit too to like my parents and my brother. Um, And, you know, we actually just had a family um, wedding this weekend. So we saw lots of like cousins. And yeah, I think it's for me, it's just really about the people that I'm surrounding myself with would definitely um, be home for me right now. It's hmm. amazing. Yeah, people for sure. I love it. Yeah. Um, How about you? Love, for me? Oh, I, no one's ever asked me. I don't yeah. Think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what if home? Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it's fa- my family, it's my boys, it's my husband, um, just us as a unit. And um, everywhere we go, it's kind of like our car is our home. When we travel, that's mm-hmm. our home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like the core, the, the, four of us just at any moment we can be connected and I feel that that we're at home even if we just close our eyes and I just think about them I feel so close to them so Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's that for sure love it I would love to know how you guys got into this world of design like what's the story how did that unfold for you both and then I also want to know how you guys got together because I always think partnerships are so special and, um, you know, so unique and different. So, yeah. So can you share with us how you got into this world? For design? sure, Amanda. Do you want to start off with this guy? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, through growing up, I think design has always been a big part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, just in different ways. So my parents were always very into art and I was, you know, surrounded by a lot of, you know, interesting architecture and had that privilege. Um, but then going into university, I said, oh, maybe, maybe that's interesting. Um, and I think Debbie and I both had like law as one of our like maybes for our mm-hmm. profession. But I think I've always been a creative person and there was some interest and I kind of thought, you know, what do I have to lose? So I applied at the University of Manitoba for their environmental design degree, um, which is part of their faculty of architecture and uh, got in on my first try, which was really exciting. Oh my goodness. Went through that very grueling experience. So what's kind of <laughs> neat about that, that uh, program is at least at the time, it's one of the best interior design schools like in North America. Um, wow. And they, at the time, also compared it to medical school just because of the sheer amount of work. So there were a lot of like all-nighters and it was a really neat environment though um, because you had this studio, which is probably similar to other schools as well, but you really yeah. become close to these people because you're with them a lot and you're mm-hmm. going through this, you know, pretty life-changing experience. So I went through all of the schooling, Um, and really just fell in love with it. Um, And what was interesting about the program was you could branch off into interior design, architecture, city planning, or landscape architecture. And what I really found through the program was it was the interior detailing and that sort of scale of design that really spoke to me. Um, And so that seemed like just, yeah, a very easy choice. Um, And from there, and again, Debs can speak to it too, but from there I went to start my first job where I met Debbie and it was neat because we found out we actually had like a bunch of cousins in common oh sort gosh, of like through marriage. Um, and through that experience of working with Debbie after she left, I really felt like there was this hole um, in my current position. Like I just really loved working with her and I feel like we had really similar um, ways of working, I guess, and creativity. Mm-hmm. We like to push boundaries. Um, and so then I actually ended up following her to her uh, other job. Um, and I won't give away the rest. I'll let Debbie jump in and she can sort of finish yeah. off that story. But yeah, so I think that 
uh, basically through school and through just experiencing the program, I really fell in love with uh, interior design. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Debbie, what's your... My story. So I guess in some ways, and we've actually never talked about our growing up portion, what brought us to design school. Uh But uh, I, I didn't really realize it was design specifically that I love, but I've always been involved with creative expression. So I was a dancer, um, you know, ballet, jazz, contemporary. And then I actually did Israeli dance for 10 years. Oh my gosh. And yeah. And so I don't think I knew that I was creative per se. I just did what I did. And then growing up, I realized that was sort of my articulation at the time. Um, But yeah, you know what family, like my great uncle who was like my one of my closest family members on my dad's side was a photographer and he worked at architecture firms and then I had a cousin who was a mid-century modern like furniture designer and again on my my dad's side no my mom's side I can't believe I had to think <laughs> for a second my grandfather owned an upholstery manufacturer so I was kind of enveloped by it without wow. really recognizing that it was. And my aunt was an interior designer. She was one of my closest family members. Uh, so yeah, just that sort of surrounding. But then my yeah. dad was a lawyer. And I think that's where I get a little bit of my strategic thinking uh, okay. and deductive reasoning and my mom as well. And so I kind of mashed that up. And like Amanda said, I, I thought I was going to go to law school, but then I forgot to study for the LSAT. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> I'm one of those people too. Like, I'm a bit of a winger. I'm like, okay, well, I better, f- what's my other option? And I submitted for the Faculty of Architecture, also got in right away. And at the time when I went through school, I got into the Department of Interior Design specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, they weeded out that program, and I ended up after three years of Department of Interior Design switched over to ED, environmental design, and then went off for my master's. But I didn't wow. finish it. I was the first master's, first one of five master's students in North America. And I just kind of felt like I was a bit of a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. So after doing two years of coursework and the beginning of my thesis, I was like, I'm out. I don't want to be yeah. part of that process. Yeah. And uh, moved to Taiwan, actually abandoned oh my design gosh. completely. I'm like over it. Yeah, I had done like 11 years university. I had done like uh, my psychology degree, which really fuels a lot of how I am in my creative process. Mm-hmm. Then three years interior design, then two years master's, and then done. <laughs> and then um, when I moved to Taiwan, I, yeah, I just was surrounded by such interesting design perspectives. Wow. Um, and yeah, I just, when I came back, I got recruited to a company called EQ3, which is like an international company, but they're, um, they're here in Winnipeg. Um, so I got to work with their marketing departments and their um, furniture product development departments and had a really like gestalt experience from kickoff that was focused on brand, which was always a passion of mine. And my thesis so was cool. actually on branding and how that informs interior design and being like this my claim it was the strongest media of communication of marketing through interiors because of how you engage with it. So yeah. it was a really good kickoff um, career path for me. I spent three years there. And then, yeah, leading to connecting with Amanda, we were then together at a corporate commercial firm um, where we were, you know, doing office spaces and some restaurants yeah. and uh, 
just really intense drawing process because the firm we were at, they really wanted to show what we could do. So we would literally only hire architects at the time to sign off for our drawings. Like we were doing class A drawings, our own code analysis. Um, And it wasn't as creative as Amanda would and I would have liked. Mm -hmm. So we kind of found a home within each other. We were always pushing (laughs) beyond typicals, beyond... um, focusing code. So we would code, go down our own little rabbit hole. Yeah. And then I moved on to high end residential. Um, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I was kind of doing my own research. Gotcha. Gotcha. Was, Smart. It was like brand focus, um, retail design, and then to corporate commercial. And then I wanted high end residential. So mm. I wanted to have a really well-rounded sort of knowing. Um, and then Amanda followed me there. I did. Yeah, and then it was just like, it's time. We had some life, life circumstances that it, yeah. it led to, this is the right time to do it. And we wow. knew we were yin-yang, but we also yeah. knew we had a lot of commonalities mm-hmm. in terms of like Lots. our ethos and how we want to push, you know, design languaging. So it was it was right. Yeah, yeah and I so. think that um, because we were able to go through so many similar experiences, we could really take what what we valued and push that and get rid of the stuff that didn't make sense to us and then Mm -hmm. even things like because even though it was a bit different but when we went through school there were a lot of again commonalities that we were able to incorporate into our company and like the studio environment and the collaboration so that was like a really great fit Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure so can you tell me how many years were you guys like working for other firms and other people before you decided this is the time to go off on our own? Like for me, it's three years EQ3, three years at a corporate commercial firm we're referencing, uh-huh. and just shy of three years, or maybe it was three years at the high-end residential. So I had nine years nine. Um, of like structured mentorship. Yes. Um, which is really mm-hmm. important to our firm. We love a mentored route, yes. and we focus a lot of that in our office. And then Amanda, um, yeah, I was at about three years for that corporate commercial and one year at the high-end residential. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys so have put four in years. a lot of time, like years of, of training, basically, because yeah. I always get, you know, these yeah. new designers or aspiring designers and it's like they want to do it now. It's like, and it's kind of like, <laughs> you might want to like <laughs> try and like explore a little bit and actually and put in some years of time before completely launching so I just I'm always curious like how many years was it before then you decided to go and I think for me it was like seven yeah yeah something like that Um, you need the mentorship mm -hmm. mentorship is so critical um Mm -hmm. because I don't think people realize the moving parts that happen with design like we are responsible (laughs) I heard this on a podcast. We're responsible for everything, but a control of nothing. Yep. <laughs> it is a bit of a generalization. And if you have that opportunity to be mentored and guided by people who have done their time as well, you're going to learn from their mistakes they've already learned. And you're not going to go through the mistakes because of the rigorous, like, red line process that we oh, would God, go yeah. through or design deliberation. So, oh my gosh, take that safe space get that groundwork going from like experts from all directions and then do your thing because you're still well we're inventing 24 7 nothing is like a typical because your site conditions and your personalities and the the design direction that's a whole new chemistry for every single job 
So you want to be able to have those resources and those like, oops, no had, yeah. even if it's not the same mistake, you have that deductive reasoning, hopefully, or that critical mm-hmm. thinking that can help mitigate avoiding those errors. And there can be a lot. I think Absolutely. another really big thing is that you learn design in school, um, some probably more theoretical than others. But when you start a business, there's a lot more than design that goes into that. And so mm-hmm. it's understanding like processes and like, you know, just even understanding how to make money at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it is a business. Um, those are skills and different perspectives that you could take away from seeing how other people do it. And, um, you know, that can make or break you realistically. Because again, to be a successful business, you need to be able to run smoothly and have those processes in place. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it then... still will never be perfect. No, of course. <laughs> but it could really give you a good foundation 100... to work off yeah. of. Or even yeah. like us too, you know, again, there were things that we saw that made sense to us and things mm-hmm. that we could very confidently say, not for us, but until you see it and really experience it, it's hard to say. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is a great segue into, um, you know, the services that you're offering and the collaboration that we're creating with having these one-on-one sessions with these mm-hmm. new aspiring, even designers that are, you know, working for current companies, I think can benefit a lot from having access to you both and the knowledge that you have retained all these years. I mean, you guys have been in business for such a long time. Um, just thinking about like all of that and being able to have that in your corner is, is huge. So, and I know you also offer that um, within your own company and not just, you know, with Design Kevin. Uh, but can you share a little bit about what those services entail and, and what the process is when somebody does sign up for that? For sure. I mean, Amanda and I will both probably piggyback on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda's more of our, when we'll just think of even the perspectives that we both yeah. come. So if they choose to work with a principal, for example, like even in our own company, Amanda focuses more on operational, technical, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I'm more on the marketing PR. So if someone's wanting to have a different perspective or, or a different groundwork in our company, that's good to know as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the one-on-ones for um, what we're hoping to offer when it comes to like new designers is almost like a red line. So if you're a solopreneur, yeah. you don't have anyone to bounce those ideas off of. You come to someone that has, has 20 years experience and Amanda is like 15. I always yeah. forget what number exactly, yeah. but when yeah. she just did the math of that, yeah. you're not dealing with someone who's just like green. And so we can tell you from our, you know, for me, from different workplace experiences or studio experiences, what, what to look at. And what's exciting about what Design Shop does, because we're both commercial and residential, you've got both of those offerings. But I think when it comes to solopreneurs, it's like, do you want to design scrum together? Or let's talk about where you're stuck at. Or do you want like the virtual, you know, red line? Um, yeah. And so you can buy a session with us. And it, you might think it's a single session at the get-go. And then you do that design kickoff, for example, if that's what you're looking for. But we could yeah. also be that back-end value where it's like, okay, how it got translated or that medium point again. It's like, oh, you're not reinforcing the right story. You went on a bit of a rabbit hole. I don't see continuity there. So from a broad brushstroke, 
perspective, we can offer that where you can be like, I'm hiring you from day one or investing day one and going midpoint for before your presentation. Mm -hmm. How did this align? What should I be looking at? And then again, like let's call it the QC, like the yeah. virtual QC. So that's one way to look at it. And there's many, many more um, tips and tricks too. Like Amanda used to do some sessions on like how to do the perfect site measure. And what are you looking yeah. for? It's not just the technical, like our right. uh, as-builts, for example, are like technical to the quarter inch. And why is that important? What do you start to observe and know about your site while you're doing that? So, and Amanda, you can like add add to that. Yeah, like I just yeah general. absolutely. So um, there are definitely sort of more specific skills we could hone in on, or then it can also be more business related. So like Debbie yeah. said, you know, um, if it's more like the technical aspects or operations or PR, we could definitely help give you advice based on, you know, our 10 years of experience, both in the business and then beyond from other firms. Mm -hmm. um, I think one really big thing we've heard is that in some places, mentorship and sharing is not happening and people really gatekeep, for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. the education. And we just really don't believe in that. We want to elevate everyone. Why shouldn't everyone have that access? We can all grow from each other. Absolutely. So we're really excited to be able to offer that and, and help and grow the next generation. Um, and then other things that we can offer as well, you know, we've um, studied and passed for our NCIDQ exam. Mm -hmm. um, so I know we've supported other designers with that and sort of Amazing. ways to study and tips and tricks, at least from, you know, what we've been able to um, go through with that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and actually to add to that, Amanda and I are, I don't know how the heck we passed, but we both passed first time and yeah. we both crammed. So they give you five years to study because oh a gosh. lot of people fail multiple times. It's a really rigorous exam. So we have tips and tricks of how we did it for Amazing. us. Keeping in mind that we have a lot of experience to draw on. So right. that's something too. It's like leaning into the way your brain thinks versus <laughs> what you think you need to do to study. So we like we have our ways that we did it like i'll just quickly lean into mine like yeah, i don't read anymore i'm so done with reading specs like mm. i'm tapped out and so when i'm on a project i'm barely taking notes i'm the listener mm. amazing um so what the way i studied was watching and listening i didn't read the book i read it like four years ago because okay. prior to covid that was going to happen but Four yeah. years later, I never touched it. So I watched videos. I we did like um, we invested for one month um, into Q practice, but I had to go into what's my way that I take mm -hmm. in information, and wow. I leaned into that. I chanced it, and I was fine. So <laughs> that's incredible. well. I think yeah. a big thing that Deb touched on is experience was huge for us, um, and one. Um, advantage we've had both in our previous work as well as in our current company is that we've been able to touch on so many aspects of every project whereas yeah. sometimes in the bigger firms you're kind of pigeonholed and right. so again something we can offer is maybe you can't get exposed to everything in those big mm -hmm. firms when you're starting off but we can expose you you know virtually to some of those processes and yeah. kind of explain the reasoning and you know the forms and all of those types of things so you can really see it firsthand rather than just reading it in a book mm -hmm. right and the exam has changed the requirements that they're asking yes. for now and it's a really good idea is you have to have x amount of hours per category 
but that might not be enough. So leaning on what Amanda's saying, it's like where you get stuck on, we can contextualize mm -hmm. that better for you and show you the way. Um, so that was really helpful. Like I had, again, like for, because of our broad experience, yeah. the fact that we both studied for a month is ridiculous and passed. Crazy. And we didn't do it the conventional way. So we might be an asset that way. I think we will be an asset Absolutely. that way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then with like projects with clients, like, and this can translate to designers, like clients mm -hmm. have hired us for two sessions, for example, one was residential based and one was commercial based. And again, I think we said in the last podcast, we were alarmed by how much value we added, even though we've done it in the past. Yeah, of course. Those two projects specifically, I think were really enlightening the value added. So it's not the, it's not an inexpensive investment, but the takeaways are huge. And we yeah. feel really confident with that. Absolutely. I mean, it just yeah, leaps so you we're so really much excited forward. to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I was just saying that it leaps you like 10 times forward, 100 times forward than if you were to have to go through the experience because we're piggybacking on all these years oh, that yeah. you've already, <laughs> and you can't buy that. It's like, it's like buying time. Oh my gosh, um, totally. Right. And you get stuck, right? Like mm -hmm. we even say to our designers, don't ruminate, you know, because we'll do design scrums as a collective. But then of yeah. course, then you're going down into your production mode. It's really seeing how that translates. Right. Um, and you do get stuck. So don't get stuck. Stop the ruminating because the ruminating of your time That's could be worst. 20 hours that you might have to bill a client and you're in that or you invest in an hour of us and you work through that then you go back and you're racing so mm -hmm. it's like looking we always say to our clients to try not to objectify your design fees that's part of the big picture yeah so your design fees might be the 10 percent of construction costs or we always say seven and a half to 15 percent it yeah. depends on the complexity of a project it depends on the client needs um mm -hmm. and it depends on the scope and don't look at it that way look at the beginning and the end so we can, we can mitigate so many like little sticking points, but it'll totally make you race through later on. Absolutely. And then if you look at your big picture fee as a designer, an entrepreneur, say it's 20 grand, 50 grand, whatever it is, but you're investing in three sessions with us, for example, that added value to your big picture service, it, yeah. it can be a game changer. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, Another thing too, like, I don't know, like Amanda's done some community work, but I've done like teaching at the university as well. Some under a TA capacity and some where I was like a group uh, instructor. So we've got that experience base too, where we know how to push through a studio environment structure and some of our other designers as well. And so your the coven has the opportunity, like in social, you really see who we are as personalities. Yeah. So you're going to start to resonate <laughs> to one of us or the other. Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> And so you have the opportunity to purchase through or request one of the designers or a principal. So yeah, amazing. that offering's there too for range. Yeah, that's incredible. I just love having you both on my team because we're so different. You know, you were just talking personality and you're going to need a certain personality or you're going to be drawn to a certain person and you're going to click and things are going to go. So now I've just brought in that range from just me to having all of you yeah. um, on board too, which it's huge. And again, like with both of our companies, I feel like we're really about lifting everybody up, right? It's, it's lifting everybody up, raising that vibration, which in turn is 
elevating our world and, and the people that we're designing for and their lives and then just that beautiful ripple effect that happens. So uh, exactly. Yeah, I'm just so grateful. Yay. <laughs> so yeah, so we're, we're gonna to. Yeah, so we'll um, we're gonna work out all the details on the links and everything there for the design coven. So all of that will be there for you. And then also Perfect. to all of our listeners here that are not maybe in the design coven or, you know, are still trying to figure their way um, into this world of design, they'll also, um, we'll have all those links in the show notes as well. So everyone has access to. Totally. And it's exciting to look at our portfolio too. Like we've yes. done things from 20,000 square feet, feet conceptual gaming studio offices oh my gosh. to, um, very bespoke residential work so <laughs> there's such a nice portfolio to be inspired by so you'll have a range of people who are followers and it's just, just knowing we we can do that that breadth of work amazing you love it and can yeah. you speak um a little bit just about your firm in general and how you like your philosophy and and the way that you design we were talking a bit about it before debbie and i um, but I just, I find it so fascinating and I think people are, are going to be inspired by what you guys are doing. I think you're just doing some really incredible things that are so different because you've been able to create your own firm in the way that you, you see it fit. And I just wanted love it. to share. Yeah. <laughs> Can you share a little bit about what you guys do and, and how you've created that? Yeah. And I think Amanda, like it starts with how we began. Like, and I know, I love how you speak to it, Amanda. Oh, um, <laughs> Like our very, very beginning, um, I remember we were brainstorming by Debbie's pool. And I think it was so important for us to create a firm that spoke to our values. And although our values have maybe shifted and morphed a little bit, the core is still there. Um, yeah. But at the beginning, to us, that was, um, we wanted to not be pretentious. We wanted to be very approachable. Um, and so again, you know, we were just talking about how sometimes we sit on the floor for a meeting because that's yep. just who we are, you know, like well, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's about being comfortable and confident and, you know, even in the way that we dress, we've talked about, we don't have a uniform because you're right. not going to perform best if you're not wearing something that you feel comfortable in. Right. Um, so there is that element. Um, and we wanted to also have fun in what we do. Uh, that was a big factor. I think we were kind of stuck in, you know, the grind and we wanted mm -hmm. to find the work-life balance. And part of that was enjoying our day-to-day. -day. And I can confidently yeah. say that I do have fun every day. And of course, there's tasks that, you know, yes. you don't always <laughs> want to do. I'm that admin work. But but real, like we really genuinely love what we do. Um, mm -hmm. And we're so passionate about design. So that became like a really easy extension for us as well. Um, and it was important for us to take care of ourselves. Yes. Like going back to what Amanda said, yes. the grind, like if we went back to our past experiences. Again, when I was at EQ3, I was traveling half the year. I was doing 12 to 16 hour days. Wow. And then when we met collectively, it was just like heads down. Like what are your efficient keystrokes even with AutoCAD? <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my gosh. And yeah, it was super hard. Um, and then, you know, just... So that was kind of the root of it. It's like, we want a work-life balance. We, used to, yeah. we always joke at the beginning. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to work three days, half days, whatever. Um, <laughs> but we still held on to that. It's like, yes. It was like, we, if we aren't taking care of ourselves, mm -hmm. and right now we're a little bit off because we've had a lot going on and we're yeah. looking to add to our team to bring that equilibrium back. Mm -hmm. But that goes into our staff. 
and then that gets translated into our client work. Mm. So even with our staff, um, and Amanda could add to it too, we've introduced, and small businesses can do that. This is yeah. what we're about to describe. We just have to be committed and find a way. But we have benefits, health benefits, and we have that almost right away. Uh, we have childcare options because we have four children in our, t- five children in our team, but four babies in the last wow. two and a half years. We have a wellness program. The designers all have free yoga to it in studio. That's a great studio in our city and online. So if Esther right now, who's on mat leave, she still has access to it or if we're traveling. Um, we have flexible work days. Um, we have the work studio and at home hybrid and we have a four day work week. So all those things, like, is it expensive for us? Yes. But instead of having an office space, we've invested that way. Mm -hmm. And home base is like my home. Uh, So we gather together here, but we're often on sites together. We're often in meetings together, Um, but people can work from home in their pajamas, their comfort level. If you're pumping out 200 hours of drawings, you don't have to be in an office, wear your sweatpants and your Lululemons after you rolled out of yoga and be in a good, comfortable headspace Mm -hmm. and do your work. So it started with us, it goes to our staff. And then when we do our work in a comfortable, great headspace, that rolls into our project work and our engagement with our clients. We come from a place of empathy and softness and play. Um, So yeah, I think that's where it's morphed a bit, Amanda, when you talk about that, like we've really built on that even further. Oh yeah, big time. Well, I think we recognized as well, like the nine to fives, not only is it not practical for how people live today, but when you're designing, it doesn't work like that. As you know, you can't just turn mm-hmm. a switch and be like, here's an idea and continue to pump that out. So we wanted to make sure everyone had the opportunity to take the space that they needed. Um, and again, like whatever those rituals might be, whether it's yoga in the middle of the day or going for a walk and taking <laughs> fresh air, you know, whatever that is, yeah. um, to make sure that they can be the best they could be. And again, yeah. enjoy life and have fun and keep that passion and creativity that is so vital to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. And how, how many people are currently on your team right now? We just added Danielle. So we're seven designers now. Wow. Uh, we have a virtual assistant. We have, we are now looking for a studio coordinator and again, mm-hmm. to help us get back to that equilibrium because it's been pretty busy. Um, and then by contract, we have a, this is new for us, a PR agency Amazing. and we have social media by con- by contract, which I still collaborate with. Um, I think that's it. That's oh, a lot. Actually a who, business coach. Yeah. A business coach. Yeah. Oh, and wow. then nice. um, someone who's like a specialty with like, human resources and like human rights. So they yeah. help advise us mm-hmm. when we have trickier situations, so we can deal with them in really like um, humanistic ways. Mm. And I think all of that really speaks to like building your team. And mm-hmm. while we n- may not be on contract for anyone, um, we can be part of that team in snippets as needed. Um, and I think, yeah, it's it's almost like raising a kid, right? It's like it takes yeah. the village and having yeah. your mm-hmm. support. And it's no different from a business. You really need everyone on your side and have people you can bounce ideas off of and get advice from and people that you trust. Yeah, like we recognize, like even though we're designers that 
do projects from beginning to end. We're yeah. not experts in human resources. Yeah. We're not experts in social. Yeah. We're not experts. So we lean on them and we learn from that. It's so amazing because we're so question cool. askers. Amanda and I like to know the why behind everything. Yes. So we don't just passively take the content in or the collaborations in. We're absorbing that so we can be better at everything we do. So that's a nice, yeah, a nice knowing as well as we work together that right. we lean on experts. We don't pretend we're the best yeah. at everything, but we want the best of everything around us. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I love that you have invested in all these people that specialize in what they do, which is just, you know, you're, you're walking your talk with, you know, talking about these designers bringing us on as consultants and mentors. Um, we need to have them for sure in order mm -hmm. for us to, it's important. to be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have anything coming up that you're super excited about or um, that you want to share with the designers? I know we've spoken about the mentorship, but is there anything else that you're you're creating or doing that um, maybe we can get inspired by? Yeah, we have some insane projects going on right now. I mean, Amanda and I, always, we're trying to get out of our imposter syndrome. We keep saying nice. we're stuck and then we get out of it. But I think that the past couple of years, we, the projects that we've taken on that we didn't even think were available to us have just yeah. blown our minds. So right now we have like, we call it a, like a legacy property. It's mm. with a client um, that's in the UK, but they're wow. from Winnipeg. And it's 11,000 square feet, the house, the main house. It's a complete uh -huh. gut reno. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's one component of it. But also on the property, there's a guest house we're building brand new. We're collaborating mm -hmm. with one of our favorite architects. And that's being done remotely because he oh lives in goodness. Lethbridge, but he comes back for certain visits. So again, we're so Amazing. used to working that way. And that mm -hmm. guest house is 4,000 square feet. So the property alone that we're working on is 15,000 square feet, collaborating with a landscape architect because we're redoing all that. The entire Beautiful. exterior of all the structures, which is garage and a gazebo too. So oh that's been thrilling. Um, and we love Amazing. working remotely with our client too. So that clients in the UK, so we do virtual, they come here twice a year. So that's been, so yeah, cool. I think we're pretty pumped about that one. Yeah. And I think not project related, but this next month at the end will be our 10 year anniversary. So that's oh, also really that's exciting for us. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. incredible. I, why do we always forget about that? I think that's part of our go, go, go. Oh, yeah. We, we yeah. forget to step back. So we're looking about how we want to celebrate that with yes. obviously our team and the community as well. So we've got a few things in the queue uh, for that because community is super important to us. We Huge, love our makers yeah. in the city. We're very involved with our design community for like, you know, CEUs and knowledge and product knowledge or yeah. just events to connect because, um, yeah. We're, we're competitive, I always say, but we're community first. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we try to keep that reach out going. Oh my gosh, you guys are insane. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I love everything you're doing. We're ambitious. <laughs> you are. That's you're my work. kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yay. Well, that's yeah. what I did. <laughs> exactly. I know. My husband's always, I always come up with these ideas. He's like, what are you doing? Like, it's like a constant <laughs> thing, right? It's like, we're creative. We, we want to like. Yeah connect and create and do and and share oh yeah um, and I yeah. love that you're you know in California and like we're here in the core of Canada yes. you know just to get the inspiration and 
the excitement that you guys, your your entire team that you've built are going through. Like, yeah, because we, we're branching out project-wise. Like we've done some yeah. work in Mexico, we're doing some Colorado, a lot of Lethbridge, but it's nice to even wow. go broader. Oh, and I yeah. think that's one of our goals too, is to start expanding, you know, mm-hmm. south or mm-hmm. more in, in Mexico. So, you know, even collaboration opportunities, which could be an exciting discussion point that we yeah. all have as well, is is a neat thing for us to start to think about. Absolutely. I love and that learn you from. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just... And it's so incredible now with our world and how it operates that we can connect with somebody from another country or another part of the world um, because it's it's like, oh my God, like all these doors just all of a sudden opened up. I think a lot of times we're just so stuck or I know just for me, like just thinking in this little tiny bubble, but it's like, oh my gosh, we have the world at our fingertips and Mm. access to so much. Um, The expansion of it all has just like been so incredible and I've been even connecting more with people in Canada like you guys which is like so oh, cool so rad uh which is so funny my husband's mom was born there and he just got his dual citizenship um oh, this past week nice so we have congrats to, like, yeah so that's super exciting but I just love it I'm just like oh my gosh we're like in the right zone we're connecting in all these beautiful you're manifesting and, and it's happening <laughs> <laughs> yes I know, I think that's one thing I do miss. Like, we've started it, of course, and I think it's where my travel bug comes from, yeah. or I have a major travel bug. But, like, with my EQ3 time, I traveled, like, all over North America, and I did work, like, in Thailand and Aruba and a oh project in Bahrain. I didn't travel there yet because um, I quit before that would happen. Yeah. But, you know, I miss that. And it was so neat working with the different regions and what that taught me as a designer um like I talk a lot about it too with Amanda like when we do projects sometimes we'll have a client that's doing multiple locations mm-hmm. so it's the concept wow. of regionalizing that yep. so yeah. you can have your core brand and your restaurant story but what does that look like as you expand to another area of Canada or the U.S. it's that concept of regionally uh, regionalizing you know, I'm missing that. I want to get back yeah. into that again. And, but we talk about it, but until you're yeah. exposed to more. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's pretty happen. exciting for us to think about. Oh, for Absolutely. sure. Well, <laughs> we've already made it. It's, it's happening right now. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love it so much. So how can people find you? Where can they follow you? How can they get in touch with you? Well, we're on Instagram. That's probably one of our biggest platforms in terms of social. Um, so we're Design Shop WPG, which stands for Winnipeg, so Design Shop WPG. And then we have a, a website that we are a little behind on because we've been so busy. We haven't had a chance to photograph like a handful of projects, yeah. but that will be updated shortly. Yes. So <laughs> what is that? www.design and then it's dash dash shop S-H-O-P dot com. Perfect. And we'll have all that in the show notes. So if anyone Perfect. missed it, you <laughs> yeah. can click on there. And, and then in the Facebook. design code. Facebook? Yeah, okay. we're on yes. Facebook and then both Amanda and I have very active. We're, we're starting to get more active on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so you can find us personally. And then we have a design shop landing page there too that we've been ignoring, but starting to pay <laughs> attention to as well. It's just been so busy. Nice. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. But I would um, say like Insta and our website are right. most common. Having such a visual um, product, it's really yeah. a great place to see our work would be Instagram. Yeah. yeah. 
And it could be fun too, because we've had now 10 years of history in Insta. We committed to it quite aggressively at the get-go. So it's a neat trajectory to go through and see how wow. we grew and yeah. evolved. Mm -hmm. Maybe inspiration to visually for your new designers of what you can become and trust the process, trust the steps, yes. lean into your personality, lean into your brand that you're developing and seeing how that changes. Mm -hmm. And then the fun thing about our Insta too is we do a lot of behind the scenes. Love it. Um, and we always have. So you can even scroll through our stories and see projects as they have evolved. And we've yes. got some pretty complex ones. So yeah, it's a fun little like visual trajectory. We're committed to it. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm going to be stalking and looking and checking it all out because I love the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Every time, and I think everyone loves that. <laughs> like every time we post a behind the scenes thing, it's like that's what gets the most um, comments and people want to know and like, you know, what's going on. And, and, and also just to kind of get you know, a scope of what's happening behind everything to understand that there's so many complexities and there's so many things and there's yeah. things that you can't predict, um, right? Until we open up walls and we're like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> we've got to change That's where the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I think clients don't realize it's like, yeah, you can have these amazing drawings, which helps yeah. a lot with schedule. Like our drawings yeah. are really tight, but you know, you open up those walls in a renovation, like new builds are easy peasy. We can mm -hmm. do new builds every day, like woof. <laughs> you know, yeah. our stress level would be down half, but you know, it's, it's we just did a funny reel yesterday. I feel quite vulnerable. I wasn't sure <laughs> if I sounded morose or romantic, but it's, you know, demo. Let's pause yeah. for it. Let's absorb that beauty. Let's be inspired by it. Like it's actually quite an exciting time mm -hmm. that can then allow you to pivot in a really, really creative way. Like mm -hmm. every oopsie is an opportunity if you look oh, at yeah. it that way. Yeah, um, absolutely. It causes you to reinvent. It's it's quite exciting. So yeah, yeah we, we we have always exposed the nitty gritty because we were kind of obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. um, and then recently, I don't even know if you know this, Amanda, we are on threads <laughs> as well. I did notice that, yes. <laughs> There's a bit of our cheekier voice because it's sort of that opportunity, like a little bit less curated. Because um, yeah. we are, we're a little bit... Um, What's the term that our uh, marketing and social media, we're not defined, we're a little disturbery. So you'll see a little <laughs> bit of that voice behind the scenes as well. We have to push boundaries a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we like to yes. poke the bear a little bit. Yeah. But we yeah. stay in our lanes. Like we don't do anything that's unkosher, but we'll always yeah. teeter a little bit. <laughs> Fine. If you can, you can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your knowledge. And I just know that people are going to be inspired inspired by all of this. And to have you on the team is is huge. So Yay. We're very team. excited. Yeah, it was really I'm excited we connected. And yeah. um yeah, look forward to the next steps. Thanks for having us on today. Of course. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry. 
and Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.